Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Christian Larsen. I'm the director of libraries and citizen services in Roskilde municipality in Denmark. And thank you so much for inviting me to the TK Forum 2021. Uh, next time, I'm hoping that uh, I will be able to actually go to Bangkok to visit you all. It would be, uh, be very nice. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, public places uh, and, uh, and libraries in specific and how uh, public places uh, affect us and how we can work with them in an effective uh, way to make our communities better. And public places is a, a subject that uh, interests me a lot. I think, um, I think the places between our work and our private life, the places where we can meet each other, where we can fry, where we can connect, are of uh, utterly importance for human beings to, uh, to be able to, uh, to learn and to feel connected and belong in a society. So first, I'd like to uh, ask a question to you um, and to myself. And it's a question that I find very useful uh, when working with public places. And the question is, what's, what's make a, a, a great place? Um, and I'm often finding myself when I'm in, in a situation in a public place where I just feel that I belong, where I feel comfortable, where I feel happy, um, that I try to think about what is it about this place that makes it so great. And I kind of want to give you an example of that. Um, a while back, before the pandemic, I was visiting a friend in Lund. I was doing a talk at a conference. And after the conference, we went out to dinner in the evening time. And we were walking down the mainstream of Lund in Sweden. And uh, first we saw a pub and we walked inside. It was kind of a dark place. There was no people inside. And uh, they were met by a waitress. We just nodded and walked by us. So we looked at each other and you know, decided to find a new place to eat. And we walked a few hundred meters along the way and we find this uh, fine little restaurant with an outside plateau made of wood. And we sat down and we chatted and we started to eat and suddenly I just felt this you know, great comfort, comfort about everything. And, and I started to think about what is it that makes me feel so great at this very moment? And first of all, I was with a person that I liked and connected with, and we had a good time. We laughed and talked about old times. Second of all, there was a lot of people around us. There was other people. We didn't talk to, to them, but we felt that we, you know, I felt that I was a part of something bigger. I, I like people around me. Second of all, there was the smell. I mean, I, mean, I think people react strongly to, to smells. And, you know, I had, had some pasta and there was some garlic and some herbs, some great wines. and. It was in the summertime, so everything was just, you know, it, it triggered something. Then I really liked wood. I'm a wood man, and there was wood everywhere and green plants, so it really felt me comfortable. And and I was just I was just having the time of my life. And my point is, whenever you are in a place and you feel this is great, I, I feel I feel that I belong. I feel I feel happy about this. Try to zoom out and think about what is it about this specific place that is so actually great. And then try to think about it when you work with public places as libraries. Is there something in this that I can use back home? Is there some of this that could be inspiration? You can also turn it around. And uh, actually, when you are in a place that is really bad, that makes you feel uncomfortable, try to pinpoint what is it about this place and this situation that makes me feel uncomfortable. It works really great. And it's a great question when working with public places. So what we are going to talk about today is first, why public places matters at all? Why is it important to be aware of public places and work with them? 
Then I will be talking something about a method called placemaking, which is a way and a method to work with public places. And we'll give you a case study of how we have been working it with the Ruskily libraries. And then at last, I will talk a little bit about the library as a place and the social infrastructure and how we, um, how we can talk about it. Because it's, um, it's actually not that easy to talk about public places with an impact. I will not be talking about library decor, library architecture, or library design. Um, some concepts we are going to talk about today. With places, I'm going to be talking about a building or an area, and I'll be talking about public places. When I talk about individuals, I'll be talking about you and me, as we are as persons. Uh, and when I talk about communities, I will be talking about a larger group of individuals. And when I talk about libraries, it can be both public, academic, and special libraries. Maybe most public libraries, because they are the public library. And as a public place, they are sometimes more public than an academic library or special libraries. Depends on which country you are in. Why does public places matter? I'd like to start out with telling you a story that uh, has made a big impact to how I view and see the, the impact and the value of public places and libraries. And we have to go back to the middle of the 90s to Chicago, where we find a young student um, called Eric Lindenberg. And in the summertime of 1995, there was a huge heat wave in Chicago. And about 800 citizens lost their lives in the heat wave uh, during a 10-year span over the summertime. And many of the people who lost their life to dehydration or because they were sick or ill were elderly people. It was lonely people. Um, and Eric Klinberg, who is studying sociology at the University of Chicago, was interested in looking at if there was any patterns in the death rates in, uh, in, in the city of Chicago. Could you see that there was you know, clusters where there was a higher uh, death rate than in other parts of Chicago city. So he got, you know, all the addresses of where people died and he looked it up. And the first finding that he see is that obviously maybe that in the, um, the parts of Chicago with low income, the more poor parts, um, there's a higher death rate than in the rich and wealthy parts of Chicago city. So he dives more into the data that he got. And what he see is that there is some pockets or some small clusters in the poor areas of Chicago that has a high degree of theft uh, following the heat wave that has a lower degree of theft uh, compared to the wealthy parts of, uh, of Chicago. Like small, small areas, small, tiny small communities within larger communities. And he couldn't understand that. And he turns around the data and he finally goes out into some of these places. And what he finds out after some field study is that the places in Chicago that has a laying in a, in a poor area with a high death rate and has a lower death rate than the average of all of Chicago have a high population of public shared places. It could be parks, sports facilities, libraries, community centers, and all kinds of stuff. And he's point is that public places connect us. It's uh, making the social infrastructure stronger. So when the community is hit by, by a crisis like the heat wave, people know each other. They take care of each other. So when people don't show up to play chess 
or go to the local community center to play bridge or something like that, they call them up, they, they knock on the door, they take care of each other. The social glue or the social infrastructure are stronger because of the high population of shared public places. And he defines social infrastructure as spaces and organizations that shape the way people interact. When it's robust, we are much more likely to engage one another and build relationships. When it's degraded and neglected, we are much more likely to hunger down and be on our own. So frankly, what he says is that public places make stronger communities. And you know, on an everyday basis, that can be hard to grasp. But when you know a community is hit by a heat wave and people are actually dying and is in a state of crisis and have to you know, take care of each other, you can very frankly see that, uh, that, that, that the social infrastructure coming with shared public places has a very, very positive effect. And I think that is an excellent example of how important public places are in our communities, like libraries, like sports centers, and other kind of public places. You know, the things that connect us between work and our private home. Um, and I think it's really important to understand when working with places, you are working with people. That is the main driver, or should be the main driver for working with places. With places. And the impact of libraries as a place goes very much beyond the walls and the shelves that is in the very libraries. And to understand people, you can do that in many ways, but I really like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs to try to understand the simple needs of human beings. And he has like a ladder of steps, a pyramid of basic needs that we are all need in our lives to, to fulfill ourselves and to be, you know, happy human beings. And the first one is psychological needs. We need air to breathe. We need water, food. We need shelter. We need to, to sleep. We need, you know, clothing. And we need to reproduce ourselves. Otherwise, we will die. We also have safety needs. We, we need to feel secure, both in our employment, economic, but also in, in our health. Uh, you can see soldiers being sent into to war and coming home, being totally broken with post-traumatic stress uh, because they has been in a, a situation with a great amount of insecurity on their own lives. It's not healthy for us to, to not feel safe. And then very, very important, we need to feel love and that we belong. We need to feel that we are connected to something outside ourselves. We need to have friends. We need to be a part of some kind of family or a workplace or a football club or something like that. We need to be a part of TK Forum and feel connected like that. You know, there's many, you know, many bubbles, many, many connections that we can make, but we need most people, almost every people. And if you tell me something else, I think you're lying. We need to feel that we belong. And that is crucial in that, in that sense, public places and libraries, because especially libraries are very much places where you can come and you might not talk to everybody or know everybody, but you can feel that you belong to a community. And why is this important at all? There's many reasons why this is important, but I want to stretch one which is very important for me and which is a huge problem in Denmark, but also as a global scale. And that is that a weak social infrastructure will in any day uh, mean a higher degree of loneliness. And years ago, loneliness and feeling lonely was more like a feeling. It wasn't really acknowledged as a disease, but every study shows that feeling lonely 
is having huge consequences on both the individual, like me or you, but also on communities. I have some figures from Denmark, so just at a small scale, we have 5.5 million inhabitants, and the yearly casualties among citizens who are lonely is that small 800 extra citizens are dying of loneliness. 19,000 extra somatic admissions to hospitals and, and, and psychology care, and, and small 4,000 extra psychiatric admissions. And to the society in whole, if you want to kick, look at, at money, it's a, around 11 billion type of for care and treatments for loneliness in societies. The source is the burden of disease in Denmark by our National Board of Health. So it's, it's really real and it's feeling lonely might be one of the worst and most crucial feelings that we can, or states that we can ever come to in, in, in our life. Everybody who has felt lonely know that this is not to be messed with and public places and libraries are a huge part of the solution of conquering loneliness in society. The case about libraries and the library as a social infrastructure is that it is not only shared books, it is also shared places. It's a place where you can come and feel that you belong. It's a place where you don't, nobody questions why you're there. It's open place and you can walk in. It's a trustworthy institution. It's for everybody in its DNA. And it's a place where you can connect through the activities, through the collection, you can talk to staff, or you could just sit and have a cup of coffee and be a part of community without interacting directly, but also without being kicked out for not buying another cup of coffee. It's a free space. And I think that is extremely important. So that was a little bit about why I think that public places and why we engage with, with developing public places and libraries is important. Now I'll be talking a little bit about placemaking, which is an approach to creating public places. There's many approaches. I like this approach and have been using it before. And I like to, to quote Jan Giel, who is a urban city planner from Denmark, who's phrasing, you, when you work with places, you need to look at first life, then you have to look at the spaces, and at last you have to look at the buildings. I mean, you have to look at what kind of community, what kind of life do you want to create for these kind of people? It could be in a campus. It could be in an area, in a city. It could be in the outskirts or the suburbs of a city. Anyhow, you have to look at the people, the community, and what kind of life do you want to create? What should it be able to do? Then you can look at the actually spaces. And then at last, you can look at the buildings that we have to live in or working, uh, go to the library in. Um, placemaking can be defined as uh, creating public spaces that promotes people's health, their happiness, and their well-being. And if you had to, you know, kind of translate it into a library context from my own translation, it could be that we want to create public spaces that promotes people's and communities' ability to learn, to connect, and to belong. It's, uh, it's building on some, uh, some basic principles, which are really important, I think, and, and, and kind of, you know, kind of, kind of puts placemaking to a, a very strong and important counter of just making a building. The first principle is that the community knows best. Whenever you want to make a place, a public place, you have to engage with the community. You have to, you have, to have some idea of what is this community about? What is, the, what is their ambitions? What do they dream of? 
What do we as a city dream of? Um, and then you have to design the place after that. You have to look at places and not designs. We, you know, people, also myself, are very much about form. We, I, I can see a building, I can say, wow, that's a beautiful building. Uh, but we have to look broader than just the building and just the design of the building. We have to look at the whole place. And that's, some, that's so many factors that, that combines the place. That is the sky, that is the uh, environment, that is the people, that is the shops, that is the weather, that is the colors, that is the smells, that is the big factory. That is a lot of things that goes around that. So move away from just looking at designs, look at places. Then you have to make and act on observations kind of being an anthropologist, uh, use user experience uh, methods or something like that. Go out into the community like Eric Klinenberg did and actually observe what is going on to better work with that place. What, how is people, you know, how are they behaving in the place that is it now and how do we want them to behave? Is everybody inside all the time and do we want them to engage? Maybe we want to make a park or a, a, a sports stadium or a library. It requires a vision to work with placemaking or public places. What is it that you dream about? What is your desire for this place? Is it interaction between people? Is it to earn a lot of money? That is okay, but then it's another vision. Is it to uh, fight loneliness because you have a community where there's a lot of lonely people, maybe in subgroups, it could be elderly or it could be young. Is it to fight crime? I mean, that can be many, but you have to have that clear vision about that place. And then, at the end, very important, placemaking is an ongoing place. Communities develop and places need to develop among communities. I'd like to point you at this fine uh, model by uh, the Project for Public Spaces. Look it up on the internet. It's got a lot of resources, great resources for working with public places, and they kind of point at four, four things that, that makes a great place, like I talked in, in the beginning, but they put it on a model. The one thing is sociability. We are, as humans, social animals. We, maybe we don't want to talk to everybody, but we don't want to feel, feel alone. We like sometimes in our life to connect to something. It had to have some use and activities, and you have to be able to look at what is the use. If, it's a, if you can't grasp that it's a library, then it's not function as a library. So it has to you know, be useful and it has to involve some activities and we have to kind of you know, decode what is this about. Comfort and image is important. Comfort, of course, if you can't open the door, it's not that comfortable. If the chairs are bad, uh, there's no place to sit, it's maybe not that comfortable. And image is also very important. I think it's important to think about and talk about working with library. What is the image of a library? I will come back to that. And then access and linkage. Again, if you can't open the door, if you have no access, or if the place is not connected to other relevant places and you can decode that linkage, it's not that great a place. So please go check out the project for public places. It's an amazing resource for, for working with placemaking and, and great places. So a short case story about how we've been doing placemaking uh, to develop new places in Roskilde. Um, the, the, the city library of Roskilde, we have six libraries in our library system among the municipality, and the biggest one is in Roskilde city, and it's in the very heart of the city. Um, the city got a station, train station, just in the very heart of it, and then it got a, a main 
kind of a, a main path through the, the, the city heart. And just, just around the corner from that is the library. And this is a picture of the library coming from the city center. And actually, you cannot see that it is a library. It's a, there is a small park, and it's in front of it. It's a it's very tight park. You you can there's no you can't really see through it. And actually, what you're meeting is the back side of the library. There's no entrance on this part, and and all the windows is back office. It's offices for staff and for me at that time and stuff like that. And it it always felt like the library was turning its backs to the city. And it was not an open space. And because the small park in front of the library, the back of the library, was so closed, it was actually not used that much. And the people who used it was mostly using it for selling drugs because you could actually hide in it, which was you know, not that great just at all, but you're also in the backyard of a library. So we, we wanted to, 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 to work with that. And this is like a sketch of our vision. If I'm starting in the right side, left side, my left side of the screen, it would be easier if I correctly pointed for you. Uh, we wanted to create transparency and light. We wanted to, you know, be able to that people could see it was a library and you could see through it. You know, every in the in the in the old um, in the old, before the rebuilding, uh, there was a wall very close to the window, so there was no transparency. You had no chance to actually know that it was a library and that it wanted you something. Uh, we, the main vision that was that we actually wanted the library to open its arms towards the city and to the community, both in a mental way, but also in a, you know, a practical placemaking way. We were making a new entrance. So we were making the back of the library, the, the front of the library. And it was very important for us that you could see it was a library, actually spell out, this is a library. We were placing uh, our library cafe at the, the very, you know, for the right at the very entrance. And coming back to the, the, the power of smells, you know, we wanted people to step in and meet the smell of freshly baked bread and coffee and cake. You know, it just makes us happy. Um, we wanted to create a new place, a new public place uh, with an open public area with a stage for the city in front of the library, like, a, like an extra public place. So we were removing a lot of, you know, the plants and the trees to open up the park in front and make it a, a new place, a new public place. And we wanted to make that place a linkage to the city. We wanted to you know, connect the library and the, the, the library garden in front of it to the city. And then in the end, very important, we were doing a lot of community involvement. This is a community place. The, the community and the people living there should be heard that we should ask them, what do you think? What do you dream of? What do you want? So we did a lot of, lot of workshop, a lot of talking with different kind of individuals in the communities and groups to, to actually develop this vision. Then we started working on it. You can see it here, removing a lot of trees and a lot of plants, um, opening up, uh, the, the breaking down walls inside the library, creating new public places and for, for audience and stuff. And uh, this is a picture in the nighttime, but it's because it's easier to see the transparency of the final result. You can see it's been opened up. There's a stage where we use it for different kind of uh, activities, literature, talks, music, and stuff like that. We invite the community to use the stage. And you can actually you know, see uh, through the library. You can feel that this is a place. This is an open public place. This is not a closed place. This is for me. So there was an ambition with it. And you can see in, in the right side of the picture is the, is the new library cafe. 
Um, this is just a pick from a concert that we did this summer. People are sitting a, a little bit apart due to the pandemic, um, but uh, we, we could have it like a double up, but, but it, it's, it's an example, to give you an example of how we are using this place, we couldn't do that in the old part. First of all, it would be weird you know, to do it on the backside of the library. Now we are doing in the heart of the city, in the front of the library with a lot of more open space. Uh, this is an example for some singing Christmas, I guess, uh, in the in, in the in the library garden, just to give you a grasp that this is actually a place we have created where people can meet and connect and have a you know a great experience. Um, this is the inside. This is actually the picture is taken from my old office and is now the library cafe. And you know, it's 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 just filming so with so much joy that we can you know we can see that that creating these open spaces with community involvement actually works. It's, it's been a huge success and, and really public places and, and libraries are about people connecting with stuff and the better the place, the stronger is the connection. So a brief note on libraries and image. I think in at least Danish context, I don't, I rarely meet, meet people who don't like libraries, but some people has maybe a bit old fashioned image of libraries. But what goes again, and I think it's important in the 21st century, is trust. The library has a trustworthy image. With the internet and a huge amount of misinformation, fake news, and what to trust, I think institutions of trust of places and contests are utterly important. And I think that is also a you know huge, huge part of why the library as a public place is a great place to be. It's trustful that is important to people. So on my final note, I just want to talk a little bit about you, you know, how we can talk about the value and impact of public places and libraries. Because we count foot traffic, we count the number of people walking into our libraries. But that says something about how many using it. It doesn't really say something about um, the value or the impact of the places. And you cannot see the role that libraries play in fighting inequality, polarization, loneliness from a spreadsheet. You can't see it from the numbers. So we need some different takes. And we have just released this week, we released a new report. It's been translated into English, so I can't share it with you today, but I will share it when, it, when it's translated to English, called The Meaning of the Public Library to Citizens and Communities. Um, and it's a national survey and analysis from Roskilde Central Library and a consultancy house called Seismonaut. And it's about the value and impact of libraries. And I just wanna share two primary findings about the library as a place with you from our investigation and the survey. The one is that the citizens, we, we have been putting the citizens at the center of this report. We haven't talked to library people. We haven't talked to expert of culture and places. We have been talking to citizens. Um, and two primary foundings about the library as a place is that the public library promotes communities by being a place where you can meet and experience togetherness with others and by being a joint property without a financial barrier to access and use. That is so much the public in the public library. And then the other one is that the public library is functioning as a haven in everyday life where users and citizens can find space for emission and where you take time for yourself and for each other. And I, I can't wait to go out and talk about this because it's an actually survey and excellent invitation. It's just not me saying it because I think it's right. It's actually 
the citizens of Denmark who are using these, these kind of phrasing around why the, the, the public library as a place is important for them. Two quotes from, from, from the qualitative part of the, of the survey. A woman on 18 years old says that there are many different people who are common about the library. The books are shared, the place are shared, it unites a community. That is, I mean, so spot on why I think the library as a public place is important. And a man at 39 says, the library is a place where you can come alone and feel that you are part of something. You are alone, but in the company of others. That means a lot to me. Again, belonging, loneliness, being a part of community, libraries and public places are, you know, just so huge parts of creating that social infrastructure. Okay, sum all this up. A place and a public place is not just a place. It affects us on a practical and emotional level, and it has the power to shape us and to connect us and empower communities. Loneliness is really, really bad for individuals and communities. Um, don't start with the buildings, start with the community. Public places as libraries are important parts of our social infrastructure in civic life, also in academic life, I would say. And then we need a new language to talk about the value and impact of public places and libraries. And again, I will share the report with the, with, with the people who has been, uh, who has been gathering this, uh, this TK forum and, uh, and hopefully it will reach you all when it's been translated and hopefully if you can get some inspiration out from it to, um, to work and, and to talk about the impact of public places and libraries. Some final notes, which is in, I've been talking about public places like why does it matter in communities, placemaking, how can you, how can you, uh, how can you work with it? But I think there is just a few final notes on a more practical level, which are extremely important when you work with places. The first final note is that the most valuable asset of any library as a place is the employees and the communities. You can always argue about uh, is a library as a building with some books a library, but to me, the staff is any day the most important part of any library. And I think that is really, really important to state. It's also the most important of a place, many places. I mean, the, 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 the connection with, with guidance, you know, the, and the pla places don't create themselves. All, all the, the, the work with collections, the work with the places, it's, it's staff driven, and that is really, really important. Be like the anthropologist. Go out and observe the community when you are working with places and libraries. Talk to them, observe them, use their inputs to create the places. Then chances is that it will be a much, much more better place and a powerful place. Great places are a pinata of interrelated factors. There are so many things to it. The acoustics, I haven't talked about acoustics. Acoustics are extremely important when you are creating and working with places. So try to, try to grasp it all. I find the, the, the model from the, from the project of, of public places to be a great way to start about this and placemaking in general, because it has a holistic you know, view on, on working with places. I could be, you know, I could create great places. I could do everything right concerning placemaking and involvement of community. But if the functionality don't work, there's a chance that people will not come. If there's not enough power plugs, if the Wi-Fi is weak and broken, it affects you know, the sense of the place. It, so it is important. Think about the functionality, always. I love failures. Not if they happen twice, of, of, of three or four times the same failure, but I think we should embrace failures as an amazing way to learn stuff. Also when we work with places, 
It's, a, it's just a way to find out that, wow, this didn't work. I learned something. We can do it in a different way. So, so working with places, you will make failures positive, but just embrace it and, and learn from it. It's important, I think. I, it's, a, it's almost personal for me, but I feel more or less sad, at least when a library is given another name than library. For example, learning center. I think the library as an institution has changed over many years, but it's still about the same things. It's about learning. It's about connections. It's about cultural activity. It's about fighting inequality by giving knowledge and information to everybody. Uh, and that is the same today than it is was 500 years ago. And, and, and giving, giving a great institution like that new names is confusing. I mean, we should work on being proud of the library and work with the brand and also acknowledge that people like libraries. Basically, they do. And it's trustworthy, as I talked about before. So please, if you're building new libraries or thinking about you know, changing the name of your library, try to think about you know, what library means to people and, and how you can try to you know, work with that image or um, perceptions of, of the library as a brand when you're working with your place. I mean, learning center, what is that? And my final note is be proud. I mean, libraries are great institutions. Library staff are great people. We are many days forces of social good. Be proud of that when you work with places. Be bold. I mean, it's, it's an amazing institution. I feel so privileged working with public libraries. I'm, I'm, it could be hard sometimes, but. I, at the end of the day, I truly believe that with our places, with our connections, with our collections, we are doing something good to communities. We are working on creating better and stronger communities, and we should be proud of that any day. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please reach out. I, there's my email there. Reach out on Twitter. I have a blog where I've written about something like that. There's a URL there. I'm, I'm running a a, a, a crowdsourced travel guide to libraries of the world called Library Planet and also got some uh, some lovely photos of library places on Instagram. So uh, please keep in touch. Uh, I hope you, to see you in real life and I hope you uh, sometime and I really hope you, you, you got some inspiration out of this because working with public places and the library is as a place is extremely important also in a digital age. Thank you for listening. Bye.